Green Divas and Green Dudes come in many shades of green. Here to help you discover and celebrate your personal shade of green are hosts Green Diva Meg and Maxine Margot, veteran radio chicks who share important news about climate change and the plight of human existence, but somehow manage to make most of it fun and sexy using at least 50 shades of green. Time of year for guitars, ukuleles, and Christmas whistling. Whistling? No. <laughs> All I want for Christmas. Uh, said the Jewish girl in the room. I love that. <laughs> I'm walking backwards for Christmas. Uh, that was one of my favorites when I was a kid. My my friend, my one of my best friends, Dad Lenny. Hi, Lenny, up there. He would sing that song, and who? I've never heard it. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm walking backwards for Christmas. I don't Get know it that on one. YouTube. It's really? by I think a group called the Goons. The Goons. Well, that makes sense then, doesn't it? Yeah, we have lots of goons, but yeah, we won't I'm... go into the goons. So, welcome. Thank you for tuning us in. We're in a festive mood today. We're doing our end of the year celebration roundup. You know, highlights. You know, holidays and. All that fun jazz. That's good because we we like to have fun, especially in the end of a crazy year. So, hey, let's do it. Hot cocoa. Get your hot cocoa. Sit by the fireplace. Put on your <laughs> the Green Divas. Ask your uh, various sundry platforms. We'll get to those later. And just hang out with us. So I'm Green Diva Meg. And I'm Green Diva Max. Ho, ho, ho. And and is, is that offensive now to some... Uh, Maybe <laughs> working very, ladies. Maybe working ladies. I don't know. I mean, or Idaho. I don't know. I'm not the hoe. But isn't but, like everything? I can't believe that whole controversy over baby. It's cold outside. Right. I was actually right. having a conversation with a young lady in a store yesterday about that. She goes, "I said, what's up with that?" And she goes, "What's up with that?" She goes, "It was that was like a decade ago." I said, "No, it was decades yeah. ago. Yeah, uh, like eighty years or something, something like that." Yeah. And and now they're. Bringing up things from things like this is it's getting to the point of like what you know what's going on. Now, I mean, like I am super liberal, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, as liberal as they come, and this stuff just doesn't—it's not know. flying. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't just doesn't. Right. It, it just seems to be they're going too far over the edge. I think. Well, and you know why I because I kind of am a wise ass, so I end up always saying something. <laughs> if I were to be, the PC police followed me around, I would be in trouble all day long. Me too. Yeah. Absolutely, I would oh, be well. in trouble. There, there's nothing... I try to be um, conscious in many ways. Yes, especially eco-conscious. I try. Green Divas must be, first and foremost, like Girl Scouts, you know? <laughs> uh, you gotta be uh, eco-conscious. At least they wear the green uniforms. That's right. That, hey, that, <laughs> hey that's, that's something true. They wore the green, you know... Uniforms. So it was a good year for Green Divas mm-hmm. in many ways. And us Green Divas, you know, our shows, especially Fifty Shades of Green Divas, the one you're listening to, because we have a few, mm-hmm. uh, they were listed several times as top green or healthy living podcasts. 
Green Collage magazine, who I hadn't heard of before, but apparently they're very popular. Mm -hmm. uh, they named Fifty Shades of Green Divas among the top green podcasts of 2018. Yay! And they had the best description. Ready? <laughs> this is this is what we. Uh, I like and this description. We just threw this name out in the very beginning, but right. go ahead. Uh, the name alone is enough, they said. The Fifty Shades of Green Divas podcast explores crazy, awesome, seemingly unrelated, but actually related topics that intersect with sustainability, like, among other topics addressed in a recent podcast titled Intimacy with Nature. You know, hey, mm. it's all relative. It is. So the other thing this year, we, we uh, in addition to producing this show, we launched two new shows, GD's Spirit Pub with uh, Weenie Greenie Julie. Yes, and Greenie. That's <laughs> Weenie Greenie Julie. Weenie Greenie Julie and I um, talking about various aspects of spirituality. It's not a religious show at all. Mm -hmm. It's sort of more about topics that relate to mindful living like forgiveness, surrender, and some funny stuff like the Hakuna Frittata show. <laughs> Hakuna Fratata. <laughs> I pulled out the ukulele for that one. Hakuna Fratata. <laughs> go, go figure that one out, ladies know, and gents. And then our GDP, which could stand for Green Divas or Green Dudes podcast. Uh, politics. politics. Sorry, I know we had we threw politics in the mix, and uh, yeah, or... but 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 I think we in our minds are pretty settled on the fact that it stands for gross domestic. Politics. Yes, because it's it, got it, ugly. It's it was ugly out there. It was as ugly as Grinch doing weird things. And you know, we're not pundits. We call ourselves unpundits. Remember the uncola? We're the yeah, un we're the unpundits. And and our whole goal, even though we do slip into negativity and whining and bitching from time to time, our goal is to try to be positive, to pull solutions and uh push for positive stuff as we do with all our stuff we yeah we, i mean there's enough stuff out there that's not uh that's that's hard to deal with so we try to put a, a spin on that makes the hard things maybe easier to deal with and then solutions for the hard things that need to be fixed because stuff right. needs to be fixed right. and you know, of course we try to keep a sense of humor right well sense of humor us <laughs> Hmm, sexy green divas are we, aren't we? Hello, this is Ruthie wishing you a very happy holiday. So, Jeannie Meg has written a few great posts all about the ways you can keep it green, clean, and serene. Oh, this holiday season. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is a shameless plug. Gotta visit thegreendivas.com and go to the blog. Meanwhile, some highlights, Meg? Well, you know, the first motto of a green diva or green dude during the holidays is buy less, make more. And when you have to buy, please support local businesses and try to buy sustainably made fair trade goodies. You know, the rest is all about keeping it fun and low stress and simplifying. I, I'm all about less commercial and just more about family, you know, less about the stuff. Depending on the stuff, of course. Yeah, you know. I mean, I like to do fun stuff with the grandkids and the kids. 
I have one weird annual ritual with a friend of mine, Roberta Wilson. Started about 25 years ago. Ah, short and time back. Every year, week or two before Christmas, we get together and make strawberry squares, mm. which has absolutely nothing to do with Christmas, right? It's not seasonal. It's not even vegan. It's probably not healthy. Um, but it, it they are unbelievably delicious. And she learned it from her mother years ago because it's one of these recipes you use frozen strawberries. You make like the strawberry mousse stuff and you put it in the freezer so you can pull it out easily when well i would like some yeah well you're gonna get some so so i'm requesting a uh you know a strawberry so shout out to roberta and our annual ritual that is an odd holiday ritual but a good one well some there are definitely a lot of odd holiday rituals i just ask myself and, and those around me to get creative and find ways to enjoy family and people around you and your community without buying stuff and creating more landfill. And like, oh, yeah, you mentioned hot cocoa. Oh, yeah, hot cocoa. Did Mm. I give you some last year? No. What? How did you not get my – I make a batch every year. I make like 100 jars. I'll be back next weekend. I'm going to want the strawberry and and the hot cocoa. I'm just going to sit at your house for like two hours and do nothing. So mine's sort of a South American-inspired. It's got like a little cayenne pepper, some maca powder, a couple of like secret ingredients – and it kicks butt. And you, I make it vegan because I use my nut milk and mm-hmm. warm it up. And wow. It, it sounds tasty. Anyway, the recipe's also on thegreendivas.com. Another shameless plug. Yes. Yay, we like shameless plugs. So now, before we go on to any more fun, exciting stuff, I just want to say that we love interacting with you and social media. So please find us at... Fifty Shades of GDS, mm-hmm. TM Shades of Green, at The Green Divas, at Green Diva Meg. And all of these are Instagram and Twitter. Right. And, of course, you can find us on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's all over. We're all over the place. We're all, we're all everywhere. And, and that's a good thing. And also, of course, if you have Alexa or Siri, yeah. you can go, oh, darling. Can you please play the Green Divas podcast? And then, like a magic, we will show up and you can be, you can hear us. It's so fun. It's cool to do. The first time I did that, I did get a kick out of it. And then, and so did Meg, because it was just kind of cool. And we said, we said, Alexa, please play the Green Divas podcast. And it just came up and it was like, whoa. I know. One of the cool things about tech. Makes makes us feel legit, man. Yeah, sometimes. Stay tuned. More cool highlights and fun stuff coming your way. Want to have a healthier, more eco-friendly Green Diva kitchen? In a Green Diva Minute, you'll learn more and be on your way to living a deeper shade of green. The main characteristics of a Green Diva kitchen are that it produces delicious food, is healthy, eco-friendly, and low stress. Let's start by using more dish towels and cloth napkins because paper products make up one-third of municipal waste. Buying bulk dry goods saves money and reduces waste. Please recycle more. An estimated 80% of what Americans throw away is recyclable, yet our recycling rate is only 28%. Consider composting. It's easier than you think, and even if you live in an urban area, there are often municipal composting programs. And of course, always try to buy local and organic food whenever possible. I'm Green Diva Meg. 
listen to over 500 Green Divas podcasts, and learn lots of low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green at thegreendivas.com. Hi, this is Ed Begley, and you're listening to 50 Shades of Green Divas. Meg and I have some favorite shows and, and highlights from the year. Uh, you know, we try to throw in witty banter in the beginning of shows, and, and, and I have a silly science uh, segment that I do. And I th- one of my favorites had to do with goats, because goats are so... <laughs> <laughs> Your mother was a goat. Nah. <laughs> Uh, but they're adorable. I mean, you can't, you know, say anything about goats that isn't cute. I mean, they have videos on YouTube of goats in pajamas. People all over social media, goats prancing around. Baby goats in pajamas doing yoga. Yeah. And, and, and seriously, it's when you look at it, I mean, your your brain just goes to another place and you're not feeling as stressed it's a it's a good de-stressor they should put it on those apps that calm you down you know they should have a video por- portion of those goats so yeah goat videos are popular and and yes as i mentioned you can see them uh on youtube and there's also a book called goat man how i took a holiday from being human by thomas thwaites uh where he becomes one with the goats literally uh, and I assume a Goatman movie might be in the works, and we'll be giving Spider-Man a run. Uh, and there is a, a connection with in, in the clip you'll hear with, with Spider-Man and goat spiders. Let's keep listening because you're going to get a nice montage of the best of 2018 Silly Science Facts with Green Diva Max. <laughs> Well, Ishimaya's team experimented with rats to find out. The team said, We tickled and gently touched rats on different body parts and observed a variety of ultrasonic vocalizations. We confirmed that tickling rats evoked vocalizations, approach, and unsolicited jumps. They would jump. And this is called Freudensponge. I don't know if I did that right, but I'm sure anyone speaking German will probably get back at me and go, come on, say that right, Um, which roughly translate into jumping for joy. Other studies have shown vocalizations are equivalent of very high-pitched rat giggles. There is a farm that raises spider goats. Yup. What? You heard that right. They are genetically modified goats that were developed on a farm run by Utah State University. These goats produce spider silk, one of the strongest known substances and materials on Earth. Spider goats are just like regular goats. (laughs) But they are given superpowers. The DNA in spider goats has been modified with the gene of a golden orb spider. After the goats are milked, spider milk protein is extracted, turned into silk, and used to make things like artificial tendons and ligaments, fishing line, and body armor. So much for Goat Tuesday videos. There are (laughs) real super goats among us. Why death may not be so final? Could graveyards become a thing of the past? Good question. The singularity is fast approaching. As soon, the blurring between humans and computers will be complete. Will there be a digital beyond? The human corpse could be the next physical object to vanish from our lives. 
Ray Kurzweil, a futurist and director of engineering at Google, believes that computers will soon match the capabilities of the human brain. Our consciousness will mingle with machine intelligence, leading to a kind of immortality. If the mind continues to live on, what will happen to the physical body? In 2015, more people were cremated than buried. There is even a new eco-friendly cremation method known as alkaline hydrolysis. So less toxins will enter the earth, and I think you become liquefied. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. Gross. It's gross, but heck, someone's hey. got to read this. This will lead to a reduction in carbon emissions. So let's score one for the environmentalists in the afterlife. Okay, so some of my favorite things from this past year was interesting to reflect, to kind of go back. I don't always do that. Mm -hmm. And it was our assignment for the show to go back and look and pick out some of our favorite things. And one of my favorite things is chatting with green dude Mike Novak, who has his own show, and we're on each other's shows. And he likes to call himself, he refers to himself as Green Devo. That's D-E-V-O, are we not green, are we not Devo? I like chatting with him about why we don't need lawns. Well, I've been talking about this for, I don't know, 20 years now. I have a show. It's called The Mike Novak Show, and it's in Chicago, and it's on radio, and it's existed in various permutations, and I talk about gardening. It started off as a gardening show, but it has morphed into more of a gardening slash environmental show. And notice I do my Bill Curtis environment. Uh, that's <laughs> and, and, uh, and I've had him on my show, it, just so I could hear him say, environment. <laughs> and one of the things I've talked about for 20 years is lawns. And what we do in the name of, mm, I'm not even sure what the name is, why, why, why we do this. You know, there's, there's some kind of imperative there, and, and sociologists would, or anthropologists, I guess, would have us believe that because we were hunter-gatherers uh, on the savanna, we like open spaces. And there's some truth to that. And then there's the idea in America of the open space as a common area where people gather. I get that, too. Uh, problem is now we're in the 21st century, and there's other things going on, such as 7 billion people in the world and how do we grow our food. And so some people have begun to think, well, maybe a lawn is not such a good idea after all, especially given the way that we maintain our lawns with species that are not native to this country and that require a lot of inputs to stay healthy and happy. Although I I would argue that as well, because I'm one of those guys who says, you throw some compost down on your lawn, mow it three inches high, uh, give it a a good soaking once a week and walk away and you're done. Um, And um, that there's a lot of truth to that as well. But the point is, Should we rip out all of our lawns and grow food? And I was very encouraged this year by our show about environmental legal activism. There are a variety of avenues to deal with environmental issues in the United States. And the technical environmental laws deal with air, deal with water, deal with polluted land. 
And they're very narrow in focus, but they also have limited ways for public to get involved. With the folks in, in, in the Juliana case, it is something truly remarkable in that they've decided to go outside the traditional realm of environmental law to, to the heart of the Constitution of the United States itself, that they deserve uh, to have environment in, in a country in the future. And they're fearful that the climate change and its very substantial impacts, flooding, changes in drought, changes in weather, changes in sea level rise are going to really compromise their future. So since there is no one comprehensive climate change law system in the United States, they went and they said, you know, we deserve protection under the law and we deserve to have the natural resources of this country protected. So that's the case they've, in, they've advanced. Now, these, are, these aren't lawyers or professionals. These are, these are children and and families, and the kids saying, hey, you know, we don't have a voice right now. We can't even vote. But we intend to be here when we can. And in order to do that, they want to make sure that uh, what they feel has been inaction or not enough action by the United States government and all of its agencies that, as they allege and as the court has noted, it's not a case about whether or not there is climate change. Because what they're basically saying is for 50 years, folks have known that carbon dioxide is, in fact, altering and changing the environment of the planet itself. But what they are saying is something even beyond that. They're saying, you aren't doing enough. You are actively leasing out public lands for more fossil fuels. Despite steps and agencies that they've taken, uh, you're not doing enough to address the energy mix in the United States. Are there ways to make it uh, carbon neutral? Are there ways to do it in a, a, a way that will not have long-lasting impact? Uh, I think some have basically said, we have, we're on the precipice of forever changing the climate that we rely on. So I'm Maya Vamrasam. I'm the Delaware Riverkeeper, and I have an organization, the Delaware Riverkeeper Network, and have been working with that organization for about 24 years now to protect the, the main stem Delaware River, all the tributaries that feed it, and really the river's entire watershed, because you can only protect a river if you protect its watershed. The Delaware flows through New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware, so we work throughout those four watershed states as well as at the national level. And through my work, I've had a lot of wonderful successes of working with communities and protecting important natural resources. But unfortunately, we've had a lot more losses because our environmental protection laws are not written to prevent pollution. They're really written to permit it, very literally. You need to get a permit in order to pollute in the United States of America or to manage it in some ways. And through those 20-plus years of work, I've really come to, to realize and recognize that there was a big gap in how we were protecting our environment in the U.S. And there was a, a, a fundamental failure of the law to recognize that people have a right, should have a right, to a healthy environment. While we didn't get a chance to talk to Lonely Whale founder Eco Hottie Adrian Grenier, mm. although Sun Green Diva got to take a selfie with him this year. 
did. Oh my uh, god, he's adorable. I'm a little jealous. I'm oh just saying. God, he's so cute. I did rather like our Stop Sucking episode, which was about ditching plastic straws. And plastics, you know, in, in general. That's a big topic coming up next year. So, you know, we like to end usually with quotes or lyrics or poems, but this time I think we might actually sing for you. But before we have... We're both laughing about this. Um, <laughs> Should be interesting, I have folks. my ukulele. She's I have got my guitar. guitar. God only knows what will happen. And, you know, Max can sing, so it might work out. So we Not sure. thought we might attempt Auld Lang Syne. Oh, uh, I can't even say it, right? Auld Lang Syne. But you know, the, the, the phrase, it roughly translates to for old times' sake. And the song is about preserving old friendships and looking back over the events of the year, which is what we've been doing. Right, absolutely. It's, it's been a long, much-loved Scottish tradition to sing the song just before midnight. And I love this description. Everyone stands in a circle holding hands. Then at the beginning of the final verse, and if anybody actually knows the verses, please write us and let us know. I mean, we have them, but it's just funny. Yeah. Because nobody really no knows one. the song. I, you, know, you sing the chorus, and then you go, and then you drink your champagne, because yeah. that's probably the best thing to do at yeah, that Yeah, but point. you know, I'm guessing if you're Scottish, and this is a tradition, you know the song, right? I, I would... I don't know. We should go to Scotland so, and find out. I like they cross their arms across their bodies. So their left hand is holding the hand of the person on their right, and their right hand holds the person on their left. And when the song ends, everyone rushes to the middle, still holding hands and probably giggling. <laughs> How do you giggle in a Scottish brogue? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just hear bagpipes. I don't know. So uh, we're going to see what we can do here. The outtakes of this are going to be the best. Probably we should just use the outtakes and that'll be it. People just piss in their pants. (laughs) An hour. This is an hour to do one thing. It's like thirty seconds of music, (laughs) two hours. It's happened before, though. I know. It wouldn't be the first time, actually. All right, let's just get this chorus good, then we'll be fine. I think the first part was okay. 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 Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and days of old anxiety? For old anxiety, my dear, for old Say we did. I it. say we did that one. Not that we're comfortable yet.
listening to the 50 Shades of Green, a collaborative gig between the Green Divas and the Many Shades of Green radio shows, happily recorded at Green Diva Studio. Be sure to look for this and other Green Diva Network podcasts and the Many Shades of Green on iHeartRadio, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Stitcher, among other places. You can find more information about this show and much more on thegreendivas.com. Thank you.